Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hey. It's good to be back, Freedom Sisters and listeners. I've missed you, and I've missed this. It has been a minute. We took a good long break after successfully logging 53 episodes of the Freedom Challenge online. I'm pretty proud of that. But we're back, and our team has some engaging and inspiring content We are cooking it up in the kitchen for this new season. But first, I have a big announcement. 2022, you've already cartwheeled into 2022, marks the 10-year anniversary of the beginning of the Freedom Challenge. I find myself saying, how can that even be? I remember so clearly like yesterday. Yes, you can see my mothering. This is what parents say. How can it be? How have you grown so quickly? But that is how I feel. Ten years. Friends, I don't think anybody imagined that when 40 women set their minds to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in 2012, actually this month, February, they did it on behalf of women and children vulnerable to modern-day slavery. And this seed of faith would flourish into a movement of passionate women remaining and thriving 10 years later. I'm pretty sure if you're listening, you're a part of that movement and you are standing in awe with me. 10 years. Double digits is what I said to all of my kids when they turned 10. It's a big deal. And it reminds me of the power of faith explained by Jesus himself in the gospel. Listen to Mark 4, 30 through 32. It says, He told them this parable. How can I describe God's kingdom realm? Let me illustrate it to you with this parable. It's like a mustard seed, the tiniest of all the seeds. Yet when it springs up and grows, it becomes the largest plant in the garden, with so many large spreading branches that even birds can nest in its shade. Can you close your eyes and imagine that right now? Man, there's nothing more beautiful than an expansive tree that fills the yard. The one you want to sit under and read a book. The one you want to pick an apple from or whatever it is that you want to pick. It is such beautiful imagery and it's so filled with hope. Because it tells us that that small seed has the capacity to be something so great. I love this picture. And that very same mustard seed faith was planted by a handful of ladies in 2012. An outside of the box vision from Kathy Anderson. And it's continued to grow. A decade later, it has become a large tree with big branches and plenty of room for birds, all of us, to perch in, not to mention the loads of fruit that have covered the earth and fed those that needed that nourishment. 
These days, we're hearing a lot about the term legacy. It's being tossed around a lot. I don't know. I just keep hearing it. So I'm paying attention to, like, what is legacy? I would explain it as I've pondered it, and I'm no expert because I'm still here and alive, but I would explain a legacy as something that's planted in faith, something that lasts beyond a life or maybe even a leadership. The rich legacy of a handful of women who said yes, just a simple yes. Some of these women are in heaven. Some of these women have moved on to do other things in the world, and some of you remain engaged. But that yes vigorously remains and continues. And I just want to say thank you for your yes. We are all impacted by that legacy, and it's continuing to live on. So this year is 10 years of vibrancy. And I want to stand back and I want to use this term. Some of you have already even heard us say it, and it's look what the Lord has done. You know, put an explanation mark on it. Look what the Lord has done. I mean, we could do it like, look what the Lord has done, or we could say, look what the Lord has done. It's filled with freedom. It's filled with a greater understanding of what biblical justice is. It's filled with a force of God's goodness, his justice gently yet powerfully sprinkling the earth through his daughters. It's been said, maybe you've heard this quote, most, and don't ask me where I found it, we'll maybe put it in the show notes, but most people overestimate what they can do in a day. I know I sure do. And they underestimate what they can do in a month. They overestimate what can be done in a year and underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. Progressively, over this decade, 2012 to 2022, everyday women who believed that their voices and steps mattered kept walking in the right direction. And together, we've gone farther in freedom, not just for others, but for ourselves. It's usually how it goes. Freedom has taken us farther than we ever imagined. Hundreds of women transformed by participating in countless challenges and events. We're going to have those stats for you at a later time. But expanding their worldview of biblical justice and activating it in our lives, and then It impacts everyone around them, their families, the people that they do life with in their sphere of influence. Thousands of women and children have been impacted through millions of dollars raised. Millions, I tell you. Cold, hard facts are coming your way. Transforming dozens of vibrant OM initiatives that prevent, rescue, and restore and develop women who have been caught in modern-day slavery. Look what the Lord has done. So this year, we're highlighting story. Our individual stories in the meta story of God. Our stories aren't to be minimized or marginalized. Jesus was the master storyteller, and he has crafted each of us into the narrative that is happening on earth right now. Whether you like it or not, sister, you're in the story. You're writing a story in God's bigger narrative. 
But of course, the enemy of our soul, he seeks to hijack those stories and tell his version of what is happening, always tempting us to agree with his interpretation. Yet God knows our story arc and is eager to highlight and bring meaning even to the darkest and most disappointing moments. And mind you, many of us have experienced some of those in the last couple of years. This is no light matter story. This is the real stuff of life, the real transformation. And in this new season, we're in a new podcast season of the Freedom Challenge Online, we're going to tell the stories of Freedom Sisters over this last decade. We're going to cry together, laugh together, celebrate, remember, honor, and be inspired as we look what the Lord has done. Our year journey together, it's going to begin now, and I'm going to do the first storytelling. I'm going to share how my story has intersected with the Freedom Challenge and at how it has transformed my life. It's kind of in two different sections. If I have time, I'll share both. But today I'm going to take off my director hat and Maybe we can just imagine that we're sitting on a couch drinking a cup of coffee together. I love that kind of sisterhood where I invite you into my vulnerable journey. Yes, I have a vulnerable journey. No, I never imagined myself sitting in this seat as surprised as the rest of you who have known me for a very long time. My prayer is that is that you feel increased courage to more freely share your freedom story because it really does matter, sister. You matter. God has written you meaningfully into his story in this world, in this time, in this season. So before I start story time with Tracy, I want to share a passage that sets the biblical tone of our journey. Look what the Lord has done. Here it is. It's Psalms 46, 8, 9 through 11. I'm sorry. It's Psalms 46, 8 through 11. And of course, you know, we want to bring some biblical context as to why we're going to spend an entire year talking about looking what the Lord has done. So here it reads, everyone look, come and see the breathtaking wonders of our God. For he brings both ruin and revival. He's the one that makes conflicts end throughout the earth, breaking and burning every weapon of war. Surrender your anxiety. Be still and realize that I am God. I am God above all the nations, and I am exalted through all the earth. Here he stands, the commander, the mighty Lord of the angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Pause in his presence. Often scripture instructs us to remember. Our Ruth, beloved Freedom Challenge prayer coordinator, describes it as gazing. We're going to use the word look this year. To intentionally slow down and be present to see where God is actively moving, even in the heavy, dark, and difficulties of this life. 
They were mentioned above. This passage is going to guide us on this journey. Modern day slavery is daunting and it's dark. In the midst of this 10 year journey, we're going to look and that's going to give us fuel to continue on our own journeys. So on to my story. All right. So some of you may know, well, first of all, I'll just start. If you don't know, I'm married to Dan Doherty, almost 30 years. Amazing. I can't believe it. It'll be 30 years in September. So this is a big year for me. I am first and foremost, a daughter of the King. He has changed my life. I was three years old when I first came to Christ. My parents were first-generation Christians, and if you can believe it, they were carnies, carnival owners. We traveled around the U.S. as carnies. Um, yes, that is my story. That's left for another time. If you ever want to hear more, I'd love to tell you, but it is my story. My parents came to Christ when I was three years old. Their lives were changed, consequently mine forever. Um, 30 years of being married to my husband and being in pastoral work. Three amazing kids. My daughter is in grad school, Drew. She's married and having our first granddaughter. My son, Dawson, who's a professional musician, and the young runt, who's still in the house, Hudson Doherty. They've all been on the front row seat of my journey to freedom and to with freedom challenge. So something I noticed about my life I'd like to share about you because often we have passions and things that are stirring in our heart and we're unaware of where those things come from. Oftentimes our greatest wounds are the places that God uses us the most. And something that I am now aware of that was a thread throughout my whole life was this desire for justice. I remember as far back as I can that I always was concerned about people being mistreated or marginalized or um, vulnerable people. It just always rang true in my life. Subsequently, I put on a superhero cape and began to think that it was my job to save the world. Okay, that's an immature response to something God had put in my heart. But nevertheless, it was an internal drive that gave me a passion to be an advocate for areas like the Freedom Challenge, Vulnerable Women and Children. I was always an advocate as far back as I remember and had a passion for sexual exploitation, abuse. It cared deeply to me. I was not connected to the why behind that. And that's okay. I subconsciously and consciously would lean into that. And even in our 30 years of pastoring, my husband and I have now um, been assigned to a new role in the kingdom. There was very much a desire and a drive to care about both the nations and people who are not being treated justly according to scripture. They are not being empowered to have freedom in their own lives. So there was a thread, something that was always functioning in my own heart without understanding all the deeper roots. Often, like I said, our lives are like that. And as we get curious and step into that, God begins to inform a deeper part of our why as well as healing. So 
Along with that came my own tendency to, I would call it over-function or be over-responsible to the hurts of others. Now, that sounds really, really noble, especially in a pastoral position. But as time wore on, I began to be um, noticing how it was to my own hurt. And that's a story that I'm going to reveal in a little bit here. But that's my background. Um, About, let's say, 11 years ago, we had planted a church, the Father's House, and this beautiful woman, Kathy Anderson, the founder of Freedom Challenge, strolls in with all the vibrancy and energy that you could imagine or even want as a local pastor. She comes in with these fiery blue eyes, with zeal and energy and passion, and immediately I was drawn to her. This woman wants to save the world just like me. She cares about things I care about, and I'm going to be her friend. So very quickly, we became friends. And at that time, God was beginning to deposit the vision of the Freedom Challenge in her. She has her own story. She now is in heaven, but um, that passion was coming out of some of her own fears. Again, oftentimes the wound, when healed, becomes the catalyst to being a part of your part in God's story. So Kathy and I began to have times together. She would share her vision about how she wanted to take all these women to Kilimanjaro. And I would just look at her as a coach and say, wow, that sounds like a big idea and encourage her in that. And as time progressed, they went on their first climb. 40 women summited Mount Kilimanjaro with Operation Mobilization as the mothership, as the one that was catalyzing these women. They raised a lot of money They were wrecked and changed forever. Funds were sent to all of these projects and women were different. And so Freedom Challenge was born. I was sitting on the sidelines listening to all this, being stirred in my own heart, in my own story, feeling a sense of fear as God was beginning to reveal some things in me. The Polish pastor's wife who liked to appear like she has the answers to most things. I say that vulnerably. Obviously not true, but God was beginning to stir something in me. He was making me aware of certain parts in my life that were a little bit um, not truthful, not authentic, not fully real, that were putting on a face that appeared like I was a leader with not needing anyone. I was the girl with the shoes, the answers, but inside there was this quiet malaise that was holding me back from engaging with my full heart, also my full body. You ever hear the term skinny fat? That was me. I was a person who stopped taking care of my body, but I could hide it because I was an average weight. So all of these things were happening. I was watching this unfold through Kathy. This little seed was being planted. I was being stirred in my heart, but just didn't know what to do. And quite frankly, didn't have the honesty or the courage to even say, hmm, maybe I should join in. I wanted to stay as advisor. Let me help you discover how to make your vision happen. Time went on and the third Freedom Challenge began. 
it was the seven summits. The increase in my heart to engage, to turn towards something I cared greatly about and do something. At least I could do something for modern day slavery. But even more urgently, God exposing in me some roots and lack of freedom that were tied to some of my past that needed to both be exposed and healed. Was I willing to step into that, to be vulnerable, to say, I'm not athletic, but I think I'm supposed to go with this pack of women and do something crazy that seems so outside of my scope. I wrestled and wrestled, and I knew the moment that I told Kathy Anderson, I'm supposed to go that I would be stuck. I'll never forget my husband saying, what's up with you? Why can't you just go on this trip? What is the big deal? And as I listened to my heart, the true answer was, I don't want to be cold. I don't want to get up early. I don't want to be vulnerable with other women. And I don't want to do something I've never done before. I'm not an outdoors girl. But the mission of God, his freedom, kept pulling at my heart, pushing me, pushing me toward doing something that I never envisioned myself doing. The day arrived and I said yes. And from the day that I said yes until this current day, I have been radically freed. I'll never forget Seven Summits doing something I never, ever, ever thought I could do. Now, Everyone who's listening to this and they know my story, they know I love heels, they know I love fashion, they know I'm not an outdoors person, they know that I don't like working out, maybe stretching. You understand this is a full transformation. I had taken my little spiritual life and broken it apart, focusing just on the spirit, neglecting the soul, the mind, will, and emotions, and certainly neglecting my body. Not really realizing that a triune God created a triune me. And together the wholeness, the freedom comes when all of those places are integrated. As I took my journey, I'll never forget the first hike I did. Kathy said, well, if you're going to Seven Summits, you've got to train, which means you've got to get up and you've got to show up. Uh, I don't want to get up and show up. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Yet. I said, yes. And I showed up. I had, listen, ladies, I had no tennis shoes, no athletic wear and no tennis shoes. I kid you not. You can laugh and say, how is this woman qualified to lead this? But again, I'm not telling this story as a director. I'm telling it as a transformed woman. I showed up on the first hike. It's probably like a couple of miles. I had no water and my daughter's shoes. I had a side sling purse, and I tell you, these women graciously looked me up and down and went, oh boy, (laughs) I'll never forget it. And I actually have a picture snapped from the day. It's quite funny. But it was the first step in the first yes, the first seed planted that began to grow in me, for me, and for others, and for the kingdom. Fast forward four years. Some of you know that actually fast forward a few years, just two years, Kathy Anderson, founder of the Freedom Challenge, tragically um, had cancer and passed away and, and went into eternity. And I remember when that happened, my heart was taken with, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to Freedom Challenge? 
This ministry has impacted my life so much. It has intersected. It has given me something to do with others that's changing me, but it's also useful for the world. All of these funds are going to modern-day slavery, and they're impacting lives that I may not know. What will happen? Kathy passed away, and um, the Tina Rains Yeager, who um, will actually be on the podcast with me at some point this year, um, began to feel that it was her time to transition as well. And I remember just feeling an internal steering and saying, Lord, I don't want this to go. This is so good. It's bringing freedom to women. And it was within a couple of months that I got a phone call from Operation Mobilization asking me to pray about if I knew anyone who would be suited to lead this this organization, this ministry. And I said, oh, yes, I'll pray. But then I got really, really busy with my own life, with my own kids, with what I was doing, and I forgot to pray. Another phone call. Hey, do you have any names? Did you pray? Finally, I sat down. In the quiet of my heart, I sat down and I said, God, I love Freedom Challenge. I don't want this to go away. And I realized that if it is not led properly, it could not continue on. And quietly, I could feel the Holy Spirit with an invitation to me to say, you could do that. You could do that. I've created you to do that. If you're willing to take what's in your hands and drop it, I'd like to put it in your hands to take it. This invitation came. I wrestled it. I wrestled it like I did in the beginning. Ah, this is a lot. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to be that challenged. But I took another yes, and I took another step. And that yes has become something that has meant more to me than I ever knew. I am the least likely person to lead an organization like the Freedom Challenge. One, I still don't like the outdoors, but I've learned to see the sanctuary in it. Two, I still don't like exercise, but I've learned that as I engage my body, it changes me and it empowers me to do what God's called me to do. But I do love the mission. And the story of this mission is entangled with my own story and it brings healing to me as I step into it as I encounter other women. They bring, your stories bring healing to me. I said yes. And the story remains and continues to unfold. And here I sit celebrating 10 years, a decade of beauty. And I look and say, look what the Lord has done. A few years back before COVID, I was sitting at a conference. I was getting ready to stand up. I don't know. There might have been like 5,000 people there. It was in Portland. I had the opportunity to share about the vision of Freedom Challenge and how it had changed me as it had changed the world, how me and my sisters come together around this common cause of biblical justice and what it's done and the impact it's had. So as I'm getting to stand up, I look down at my phone. Why did I have my phone by me as I was getting ready to stand up and speak? I have no idea, but I'm so glad I did. A friend of mine who's been around from the beginning sent me a picture of that first day and that first hike. I was wearing my sling bag and my white cheer shoes that belonged to my daughter. And it said, three years ago today, it was me on my first hike. 
And three years later from that, yes, I was walking in a story that God was crafting, that I chose. And it makes me cry to say yes to. I stood up and shared and really said, look what the Lord has done. How am I here doing this? I loved what I did, but God asked me to do this, and it's changed me, and it's changing others. But it started, ladies, with a really scared yes, afraid to be vulnerable, afraid to get up early, to be uncomfortable physically. And where I stand now is a deeper work of freedom because of that yes. And I hope that encourages you because some of you might be listening going, ah, I need to engage my body. Guilt, guilt, guilt. I want to be a part. I don't know what to do. But your small yes to God in these parts, don't minimize it. Don't make light of it. You're a part of a story. Three years later, after a first hike, I'm standing representing an organization on behalf of OM, on behalf of the Lord, and moving women forward into saying their yes, their informed yes. Well, I think I'm running out of time, but I'm going to choose to give the back half of this story because I think it's meaningful. Because whenever we say yes to God, he's not just like one and done, he's done. Many of you, faith to faith, glory to glory, God is changing us. He is changing the world. He is changing individual humans that you may never intersect with. I have to say, every single challenge I have been on from the beginning, God has had a surprise to show us where those steps, where those tears, where those funds impacted what he cares about every time. I remember the first time I went to Seven Summits, there was a huge news article that was produced while we were doing the hike that 30 um, gentlemen perpetrators were arrested who had been trafficking young girls and boys within five miles of where we were. God shows up and he makes sure that we see how our yes is impacting his greater meta story. Okay, briefly. Now here I am. And about three years ago, I felt God calling me yet deeper into this freedom story. It was a question that he said, do you want to know what's fueling your why? There's pain that drives that. It was almost this invitation to say, can we explore together these missing files? Felt like there was missing files. Like, what is all of this about in me that you're bringing about freedom? So it was an invitation from God to say, there's more to this. Well, it turns out, as I have gone through counseling and therapy and some things, there was some childhood trauma and abuse apart from my parents' knowledge. And some of that, I have to say, as a grown woman who now has grown children, I felt embarrassed 
that I was a spiritual leader and I never knew this or was able to realize that part of my inner drive had to do with my own childhood pain. And it was my own um, person trying to work out what never worked out for me. And I have to say that many of us who come along these freedom journeys, God does this inner work. So I raise my hand now as the director of this ministry and say, God is still doing his freedom work in me. He is still informing my why. And that empowers me to stay engaged for the freedom of those that I walk for, fight for, pray for. So I've had to work through the the inner drive and allow God to heal that part of my memory. I have a memory of always feeling so close to Jesus. It was almost like he showed up in my little small self during those times and said, Tracy, we're going to revisit this a long time later, but I'm here with you. And so here, I'm now 51, in my late 40s, God is again inviting me into deeper freedom. Our best selves are our transforming selves. I had to become a a beginner at allowing God and people into these spaces that I really wanted to hide. Going back to, I'd like to show up as a superhero, very polished with my heels on. And I want everyone to think that I know what I'm doing. Yet God then again takes me back and says, let's talk. Freedom for you, freedom for others. It is both and. I'm still in that journey, but I wanted to open that up to you so that as we do look what the Lord has done, we can continually stand and say, God is transforming us as a movement, individually, and the world. He'll use the brokenness. He'll use the uncomfortable. He'll use the messy. And he'll rewrite the narrative if we let him. I pray that my vulnerable words to you will bring courage and healing to your journey, that it will give you more permission to walk in authenticity. It will give you courage to step out and allow God into those spaces that we would like to keep shut. And again, friends, sisters, I'm still in that journey. I can't tell you that I've concluded and come into full health there, but man, I am loving what the Lord is doing in my heart in greater liberation. As I close this up, I just want to say to you, we can't do everything, but we can do something. And for 10 years, women all over the world have engaged their heart, their mind, their soul, and their body. They have chosen to be empowered on behalf of others for those who have been stripped of their choice. And it's a beautiful thing. And we're going to keep going and we're going to keep doing. You are a part of that sisterhood. Again, we can't save the world, but your steps matter. Your voice matters. Whatever age or background, athleticism, there is something you can do, and we can do that together. All of us have a yes, and let's just keep saying yes to God in the same direction as we keep moving forward in this season of the Freedom Challenge. Look what the Lord has done. Greater freedom, raising your voice on behalf of the other. 
but not forgetting yourself. As we close and wrap up, ladies, I just continue to invite you into this journey. 2022, I want to hear your stories. Some of you have hidden gems of the ways that God has intersected your life in the Freedom Challenge. I love to hear those stories. I'd love to hear the impact, the the things that we've not yet heard. And in the show notes will be an email that you can email us about a story, um, a moment, what God's currently doing in your life that has been intersected by the Freedom Challenge. And for new listeners, just a reminder, and um, the Freedom Challenge is a movement of passionate women who participate in physical challenges that test our limits while raising funds and awareness to set women and children on a pathway of freedom. The Freedom Challenge operates um, and supports operation mobilization projects worldwide that prevent, rescue, restore, and develop vulnerable women and girls. We have lots of events this year that you can get engaged in. We have five regional challenges, two international challenges, a trip to Greece to see the hands-on work that the Freedom Challenge is supporting. Check our website to find out more details. And friends, until next time, let's continue to do good by helping enslaved women and children. Do more than you ever thought physically possible and do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. God bless you, Freedom Sister. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.